Hello there. My name is Sarah, and I write a blog that no one reads. I would like to change that, though. So in this podcast, I will be talking about the things that appear on the blog, which, again, I hope you will check out if you are listening to this. You can find a written version of each podcast on the blog. I write about a variety of topics, but mostly I'm focused on the Arizona state and local governments, as well as some international politics. Today is a very special podcast because not only is it the first one ever for SJR Sunshine Reports, but because it's about my hometown, Douglas, Arizona, and the upcoming mayoral election there. Um, Douglas is currently gearing up for a primary election on March 10th, which will be all by mail, and a general election on May 15th. So the incumbent mayor... Robert Uribe is currently running against three candidates, Donald Hewish, Robert, Roberto Moreno, and David Studer. City council candidates are also running for seats in wards 1, 3, and 5. So here are some highlights from the recent article about the candidates in the Douglas Dispatch and a summary of recent events in Douglas. So you may be asking yourself who I am and why I am doing this. Um, And I no longer live or vote in Douglas, but I grew up there and I still care about it, so I put this information together, hoping it might shed some light on the situation or at least guide people to helpful information. So, with that being said, first, let's get acquainted with the candidates. Robert Uribe is the current mayor of Douglas running for re-election. He worked as a youth educator in Manhattan before moving to Arizona in 2005 and marrying Douglas native Jenea Sanchez in 2010. He and his family moved to Douglas in 2012. Before becoming mayor, Uribe and Sanchez were local business owners of Galeano's Cafe. The establishment was popular in Douglas and stayed open for four years, closing in 2016 after Uribe was elected. And he has coined the campaign slogan, Let's Keep Up the Momentum, by which he means the impetus for several ongoing projects, including the commercial port of entry, the revitalization of downtown, and extending the wastewater management plant. According to his responses to the questions in the Douglas Dispatch, uh, Uribe was focused on these projects along with jobs, education, and fixing the Douglas streets. He also talked about the renovation of Douglas Municipal Airport and plans for a community center. He did say as well that he would like to hear from the community about which projects residents feel should be prioritized. You can find a link to the dispatch article with responses from all the candidates, the mayoral candidates, in the podcast description as well as a list of all my resources and additional helpful information. Udibe said also about the debate in December that he declined his invitation due to a lack of diverse groups supporting the event and said that he would attend the next debate if it involves groups with a more diverse background. There is also a link to the full debate in the, and the dispatch article about it in the podcast description. Next is Donald Hewish. Donald Hewish currently serves on the city council representing Ward 3 and is challenging the mayor for his seat in this election. Hewish has an extensive background as a lifelong public servant. He was born and raised in Douglas and earned a degree in public administration from the U of A 
going on to earn a master's from NAU. He worked as a budget analyst for the city of Prescott during his time at NAU. He then came back to Douglas and became the community development director for the city. He then worked as a business manager for the school district. In the dispatch interview, Hewish indicated that he is interested in strengthening and utilizing ex existing assets in Douglas, including Cochise College. He emphasized the need for a hospital in Douglas, attracting new investors, and improving government transparency with regular town halls. He also underscored the importance of including an ag agricultural designation at the port of entry. He is especially adamant, though, about community involvement in a variety of areas. He said he would propose creating special project committees to assist with things like beautification, street improvements, community activities, and events. When asked about capital improvements, Hewish heavily emphasized projects aimed at economic growth, including street improvements, water system upgrades, wastewater treatment plant expansion, improved high-speed internet, enhancements to parks and cemeteries, and better recreation programs for all ages. Next is Roberto Moreno. Roberto Moreno's family owns and operates a local trucking company out of Douglas. He grew up there and returned to raise his family in Douglas for the past 17 years. In the dispatch interview, Moreno said he would aim, its fo he would aim his focus on transparency and accountability by implementing open-door policies. Uh, he also said his background in business and proven ability to attract outside investors can offer a unique perspective on the local economy and international trade. Moreno stated that he would seek involvement from local business owners and entrepreneurs in future decisions and establish services to educate and assist with expansion into new markets through the use of the internet. Moreno emphasized the need for employment, more youth programs, and improved interaction between the community and local government. He underscored the importance of consuming locally and said he would use natural resources to attract companies in renewable energy and refocus vital ranching and agricultural industries. Moreno expressed the need for improving streets in Douglas as well and explained how inadequate streets have a negative contribution to the economy. He also said he'd encourage youth programs by dedicating public spaces to art, music, theater, youth clubs, sports leagues, and associations. Last but not least, we have David Studer. For the most part, Studer gave short, straight, and to-the-point responses to the dispatch. He owns and operates B&D Lumber, a local business that has been around for a long time. He took it over in 2001 after retiring, telling the paper he has worked in the family business for 26 years. Studer started out working his way up as an underground miner in Wyoming and New Mexico, as a worker for the lime plant, as a welder for the Silver City Police Department, and finally as journeyman boilermaker and as a shop coordinator. Studer stated that his goals include ensuring financial stability for the city, improving government transparency, and increasing interaction between the city and community so that the citizenry may be better informed of government decisions. He said he would focus capital improvements on repairing streets in Douglas and expressed skepticism about the commercial port, telling the dispatch that he expects the project to stagnate until the city can secure congressional support. Studer expressed the need to promote jobs and business and stressed the importance of ensuring city employees have the proper training and equipment, as well as having a city manager that can understand the border community's daily challenges. So now that we're a bit more acquainted with the mayoral candidates, here's a bit more about Douglas. Uh, it has a population of about 16,000 and sits nestled in the southeastern corner of Arizona. 
Its main attraction is its history, including the picturesque, the picturesque haunted Hotel Gadsden, where Pancho Villa allegedly rode up the lobby staircase with his horse and left a chip in one stair. Douglas is sprinkled with similar fun bits of history, but its defining characteristic would have to be its location on the border of Mexico, next to the city of Agua Prieta, Sonora. AP has a population nearly five times the size of Douglas, and the community has always been pretty strongly interconnected with its neighbor to the south when it comes to commerce, trade, jobs, etc. So, just to expand a bit more on the current situation in Douglas, Robert Uribe won the mayoral election in 2016 by 24 votes, becoming the city's first Afro-Latino mayor and the youngest mayor ever to serve Douglas. On August 2nd, of 2019, Uribe announced that he would be seeking re-election. During his time in office, Uribe has remained steadfast when it comes to securing funding for the Commercial Port of Entry project, taking the opportunity to meet and speak with both state and national leaders. He has introduced other projects, including a new trash system, new playground equipment, and downtown revitalization efforts, as well as a pretty unpopular tax increase. So, Mr. Uribe is the first mayor in 16 years to run for re-election in Douglas, but he is also doing so after going through a recall effort launched back in January of 2019. The recall was over a violation of the city charter related to procedures for putting an item on the agenda, as well as allegations by recall organizers of sowing mistrust and divisiveness. So, about a year ago, a city council meeting on February 13th of 2019 Douglas residents criticized the mayor and called for his resignation, citing poor treatment of city workers, lack of transparency, financial instability, and questionable social media interactions. In April of 2019, the wife of Mayor Uribe, Jenea Sanchez, filed a legal challenge against the recall petition, and by May, Cochise County Superior Judge David Thorne blocked the petition from moving forward because the page with the serial number was not stable to each circulated petition, so it failed to meet any legal definition of the word attach, which is apparently not defined in the statutes. So the recall against Mayor Uribe did not go to a vote because of a legal technicality. So the thing that ultimately seemed to trigger the recall effort was the city's non-renewal of city manager Jim Russell's contract. City managers do serve at the pleasure of council and can be removed by a simple majority, but there is some public suspicion that the action was retaliatory in connection with a Title VII complaint of a hostile work environment filed by the city clerk against city manager Russell. According to a statement issued by Russell and information gathered from social media posts and local news, the allegation was that the city clerk, city attorney, and mayor declined to put Russell's contract on the agenda after repeated requests and even though all necessary procedures were followed. In Uribe's statement regarding the issue, he said the decision was made by the majority of council to allow Russell's contract to conclude. He went on to say that the Title VII complaint was not related to the decision, and that, in his opinion, the city manager's contract was not renewed because, quote, he did not meet performance expectations, unquote. Since then, the city brought in an interim city manager who does not reside in city limits and has since been hired full-time. The city clerk who initially filed the Title VII complaint has retired. So, other than that, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast or got something out of it. 
I will leave links in the podcast description to as much information as I can reasonably fit, and I will organize it so that you can find what you're looking for if you need it. I wrote a blog post that goes into more detail about the city manager controversy and the recall effort. You could also find that and a link to my blog in the podcast description. City council candidates are also running for seats in wards 1, 3, and 5 in Douglas. Incumbent city council member Margaret Morales' ward 1 challenger is Mario Ramos. Incumbent Cesar Soto's ward 5 challenger is Michael Baldenegro. Voters in Ward 3 will choose between Ben LaForge and Dania Acosta to fill the seat currently occupied by Hewish. I will be sending out emails to each of the city council candidates with questions similar to the ones in the dispatch, and once I hear back from them, I will put their answers in a blog post and talk about it in a future podcast. Um, please leave me any questions you may have, and I will look into it for you and answer your question in a future podcast. Uh, you could also... Go to the blog for a written version of this podcast. I love questions and feedback, so give me all you got. Please let me know if there are any topics you want me to be covered, or you want me to cover, or if you have any questions at all related to the things I've talked about today. And of course, thanks for taking the time to listen. Have a good one.